there's this sense among some that you know we're kind of the plan b option or uh and and i and i include in this mix both community colleges and technical colleges that we kind of get thrown into this bucket of well you know maybe that's not really college walking onto campus overwhelming sense of community and love and support and not just in one area of your life this is a holistic approach to how can we get you through how can we support you let me sit here and talk to you because you need this right now in this moment that's what community colleges offer one of my buddies there said well you know you, you just, it's just a community college you work for you know won't you want to work for a regular college and i was just like dude i mean it's unfortunate that that perception is out there but yeah we see it we just seem, seem to see it all the time just in general it's just kind of this underlying culture that uh, is, is uh, pervasive fortunately i went back and i found what our students find great faculty caring advisors support networks and people who wanted me to succeed and i did i i thrived um i owe everything to community colleges they changed my life Welcome to the hashtag #EndCCStigma podcast project. I'm Steve Robinson, president of Owens Community College in Ohio, and this is episode five of our podcast dedicated to ending the unfair stigma placed upon America's community colleges. This is a six-part series of podcasts due to the incredible response from people on social media using the hashtag #EndCCStigma. The podcast is designed to amplify the voices of people from across the country who are working to create a more accurate view of community college and technical careers. On today's episode, we hear from community college alumni, presidents, students, and a university administrator who helps community college transfer students. Guests on this episode include Janae Parker, Joe Gilgore, Katie Dixon, Doug Peacock, Andy Bound, and Linda Lujan. We begin the episode with my conversation with Janae Parker, a Franklin University student who transferred from Columbus State Community College and has become a highly effective national spokesperson for community college students and the real issues facing the overwhelming majority of students in higher education today. Well, I am absolutely overjoyed to be talking to Janae Parker, who, in addition to being a college student at Franklin University studying human resource management, has become a spokesperson for the great things that are going on in community colleges and some of the real struggles that we have. Janae, thank you for making some time to talk to me. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. It's great. Now, you have been on kind of a wild ride. You testified before <laughs> Congress. You've become a real spokesperson. What's this been like for you? I did. Um, it has been a very enjoyable learning experience and um, just an overwhelming feeling of joy to be able to advocate and just put exposure on what's going on with real college students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what kind of reactions are you getting from people as you get that message out there? Um, So much positive feedback, thanking me for being a voice. I think it's just really important that what I've realized, I'm sorry, is really important that I've connected with so many individuals and I'm able to tell their story while I tell my story um, because they're not, 
you know, different. We are all experiencing hardships um, in pursuit of our education and our goals. So just positive, great positive feedback. And now they're asking me, so, you know, this is also going on and this is also going on. So can you can you bring that to the table? Can you bring these issues so that, you know, all issues can be exposed and not just tailored to my experience. So that's fascinating to me, Tilza. In addition to being a spokesperson for the real college, the the, the struggles of, you know, being a, a transfer student and, and all the great things that you testified about, it sounds like people, because you're an effective voice, would like you to get involved in other things. Well, how does that feel? <laughs> um, it feels great. It's, I guess going into this, I did not really um, think about how far this would go, or I just, I took the opportunity and understanding for that moment, what it meant without understanding how far, you know, how the bigger picture that the possibilities that could come out of this. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's awesome. And connecting those pieces and people connecting with me and bringing their ideas to the table and asking me to say, you know what, this is also what's going on. It's like, I'm learning and being able to educate others, um, the people that need to be educated, the policy changers, the policy makers. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important to me. Well, so it is, yeah, it has been a great opportunity well, to continue let, on. Good. Well, let me say thank you on behalf of all of us who work in America's community colleges for being such an effective voice. And I, I know that my experience was a lot like everybody else's when we saw you, uh, you know, testifying before Congress, uh, all these things, we're just nodding our heads. Not only are we really proud of you, but you're just nailing it. I mean, this is <laughs> well, what has to happen. So look, I, I'm so glad that you were willing to talk to me here on the podcast, because this issue of uh, stigma against community colleges is it's a smaller piece of the things you're talking about, but it's really important. So I guess the question I have for you is, have you encountered some uh, negative perceptions or stigmas about community colleges? And uh, what would be some examples or anecdotes about that that you could share with me? Sure. Um, so I think that for me, my experience, I've, I've experienced it on two different sides. One side would be the idea that community colleges are free. So mm-hmm. I don't need all this help. <laughs> um, and we don't need all these resources when that is just not the truth. And then the other side would be, um, I'm sorry, community colleges free. And the other side of that would be that community colleges are not the real way to go to college or not the real way to um, pursue your dreams Mm -hmm. in the sense that that's just not how it's going to happen. If you don't go to a four year institution, then it's not going to happen for you when that's not the truth as well. So many people have started off at community colleges and to connect the other piece, we are still having these struggles, but we, you know, we still go through the process and are able to achieve our dreams, having a community college education. And at the same time, yes, we're still experiencing the hardships. Exactly. Um, I mean, and, and uh, you put that so well, and you're also so right uh, that 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 there are those misconceptions out there. Now you use the phrase "achieving the dream." You and I are both familiar with that great organization, and you were an ATD <laughs> scholar, right? A couple of years in a row. I was a scholar um, in 2017 and a dream scholar alum. I- 
I'm sorry, 2018 Dream Scholar and the 2019 Dream Scholar Alive. <laughs> right. And there, that, there's an organization that's making a real difference. And, uh, and tell me what impact it had on you personally. So ATD, honestly, it was my aha moment. Really? ATD is, yes. <laughs> ATD is where I realized because if you if you have my experiences with Columbus State, I went to the four-year institution and then after that it was a community college. It was at Columbus State. Mm-hmm. So my, my experience taught me that, oh, Columbus State cares about me. Columbus State, you know, our, our staff, our teachers, our instructors, our president, they care about me. Mm-hmm. ATD taught me that, wow, there is a whole network. There is people behind this, not just one community college. There is a nationwide. We are caring about what's going on with our community college students. And that was my aha moment. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I thought this is so much bigger than just me and just us and just, you know, us being at Columbus State. Because for one, I didn't even re- realize there were so many community colleges across the nation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so that was a big piece for me. And just to see that my story was not my story alone, that was the aha moment at ATD. People are of different races and ethnicities and backgrounds and cultures are also experiencing what I'm experiencing to pursue an education. It, was, it wasn't just a focus on, you know, me. And there's power in that, isn't there? Knowing there's that you're so not alone, power. right? right. That, that there are other folks going through it. And that there's a network of people who get it and want yes. to work on that, right? Yes, yes. Oh, that's so cool. And I know that uh, a lot of folks who will listen to this podcast are part of that ATD network and mm-hmm. will be really happy to hear your voice. Now, Janae, uh, I, I can already figure out what part of your answer would be to this question, but I always like to ask, what is it that makes you proud to have come from a community college? You're now at Franklin University, so you've mm-hmm. made that, tra- well, you had an interesting journey, right? You started at a four-year, then you went to a, a community college, and then you transferred. So that, But Columbus State and, and community college will always be a part of your mm-hmm. journey. What makes you proud about that? The piece about community. When I showed up at Columbus State, I, because of personal things, yet and professional combined, um, I just was in a very low place, Mm -hmm. Um, not really sure where I was going with my education or my professional career. And walking onto campus, I mean, the overwhelming sense of community and love and support, and not just in one area of your life. This is a holistic approach to how can we get you through to your the final goal of graduating and on to trans not I'm sorry not the final goal but on to transferring how can we support you and i mean by any means all types of resources all types of individuals that they have work um you know tasks and things to complete but yes they'll say you know what i can put that to the side let me sit here and talk to you because you need this right now in this moment mm-hmm. that's what community colleges offer their students wow and it sounds like that's what it offered for you yes And it changed the whole trajectory of my personal life, my education, and now my professional development. And you end up working there, right? 
Yes, that's I so cool. Currently. Yeah, well, yeah. it it happens to me sometimes. I'm getting choked up talking to you. That is so cool, <laughs> uh-huh. and I bet everybody back at Columbus State and at all the dream schools, and frankly, all the community colleges, are just have goosebumps hearing the um, the impact that that a community college had on your life, uh, Janae. So that's fantastic. Now, I have one more question for you, and it's yeah. going to be so easy given what you've been through. Right? You have testified before Congress, but I've, I'm I'm always asking folks if you had the opportunity to talk to a group of people who maybe didn't understand community colleges very well or even harbored some of these negative ideas or stigmas about community colleges and they they were going to have to listen to you what would Mm -hmm. you what would you tell them oh i'm trying to think of that group of people that would be beyond policymakers because that's who I want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, you can do that because here's the thing. There's so many people whose minds we have to change, right? There's mm-hmm, uh, the, mm-hmm. but, but since this is becoming your expertise now, why don't you do that? What would you, from a policy perspective, because uh, you've, you've already kind of thought about this, what would you tell lawmakers? What would you tell policymakers that you think they don't know about community colleges? Oh, I would like to tell them that um, a large population of community college students come from backgrounds that may not have given them the most equitable access to opportunities. And honestly, I think policymakers, they already know that. Some um, of them. But I think, <laughs> I think that it's a little more. So, for, in, for example, me being um, testifying on Congress them actually seeing me and hearing my story, I think that was more effective because you can make, you know, you can change policies, write policies behind closed doors or sitting at an office in a meeting, but to actually see who it's connected to, that's what community colleges do. They see their students. They, they know their students that they get, I'm sorry, they spend time with their students and they really enjoy and want to support students. I think that we need to be mindful that there's not one successful person that you can name that I can't name. And I try to tell people, especially people that are successful to think about it, that have done anything without help. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what community colleges are offering their students. They're offering them a chance and they're offering them help to get to, you know, to whatever it is that they want to do. If everyone could just think about that in the mindset and want to really support and be there for someone um, and show up, and allow that to be an equal opportunity for everyone that walks onto any campus, college or four year, I'm sorry, community or four year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say. Think about that. Just keep that, try to keep that in the front of your mind. Or if it means knowing Janae Parker's story, then think about me because it's not my story alone. It's, you know, us across the nation. That's like a mic drop. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that, that's perfect. So, yeah. So, see me, me being the student, you, mm-hmm. and and nobody gets where they are going without help. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> Janae, thank you uh, so much. I know you got a busy life, and um, and there's a lot going on. So, I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me. And also, just on behalf of all the community college people who are so proud of you, thank you for telling your story. Oh, thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me and 
allowing me an opportunity to tell my story. Um, thank you to everyone that is doing that and that is supporting me and um, encouraging me to keep going because it really does drive me. <laughs> and especially as I grow and, you know, allow this to be something that is driving me, like full force driving me mm-hmm. and understanding that how important it is. Yep. I'm just so very thankful. I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to be able to be a voice. Yeah. Well, you're a great well, voice <laughs> and we're thankful too. And you're going into a great field where you're going to make a difference in the world. And we're all proud of you, Janae. Thank you. Thank you. Steve, can I say something really quick? Please do. Okay. It's just about a student. Her name is I hope she wouldn't mind, Janae Jones. Um, she was uh, Owens Community College student. I met her at CLCO in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see her this year. So I just, if she was to listen to this, I want her to know to keep pushing, keep striving. And I hope that everything is going great for her. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Now, I feel like one of those uh, 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 late night radio hosts are doing like a, a, a dedication. <laughs> like a, uh, That's awesome. Um, yeah, just per- wanted to perfect. Well, thank you so much from one Janae to another, right? Yes. All right. Great. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Steve. Yep. Well, I'm really happy to be talking to Joe Gilgore, who is has been named the new president of Mineral Area College in Missouri. How are you, Joe? I'm good. Steve, how are you? I am great. I'm great. And first of all, congratulations on being uh, named the new president at Mineral Area. You have to be pretty excited. I am really excited. It's a, it's a huge deal, and, and we're just, I mean, we, we can't wait to get started. Yeah, well, I will tell you what, as a relatively recent college president myself, you are in for a really wild ride that is super fun. There is like no better job in the world because community colleges are phenomenal places. So we we connected on Twitter because of this uh, hashtag, NCC Stigma. So many of us are pushing back on the misconceptions about community colleges. What is it about this that resonates with you? Well, I, I didn't attend a community college. And I think I fell victim to that stigma when I was in high school. Um, we had a, a community college 20 minutes from my house, and I had friends going there, and I chose not to. I was a first-generation, low-income college student, and I had no idea what I was doing, for one, but I really should have made that choice. I mean, I, my student loan debt right now is a reflection of my decision. Uh, I love the college I went to, uh, the four-year university I went to. And I met my wife there, so I would I would say she loves it too. I, I hope I can speak for her on that. Yes, mm-hmm. That was a good decision on her part. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, now that I work for a community college, uh, what we're seeing is that it's uh, the stigma is all around us, uh, from the legislators and state funding to uh, students who feel like it's not real college that they want to go to a four year institution to even students who say things to me like I don't want to go to college, I want to be a welder. Like, well, okay, you know, we, we have welding at our yes, college. Yes, we so, do. You know, they, they don't see it uh, quite that way. So it's really surrounds us. And, and Missouri, uh, we enroll half of the undergraduate students in the state, and we get 17% of higher education funding. And so it's a little uh, inequitable there, and I don't know how it is in other states. It may be worse off there, too. But, uh, you know, just I see that stigma all the time, and, and I really hope that uh, – you know, I can be a part of this movement. I just, I, I've loved the work you've done and, and uh, bringing awareness to this and, and following along on social media. I just, 
I feel like it's a really important message. Well, there's so many of us, and I appreciate you joining us. Uh, and, you know, that's an interesting kind of regional case study. I love the percentages that you talked about. To the extent that I've done an environmental scan, those percentages hold up. Nationally, about 49% of uh, students in college are at community colleges or started there. And the funding disparity is huge. So that's kind of a a monetary case study. Can you think of an interpersonal or anecdotal example of this stigma that you've seen in your career as a community college person? Uh, Yeah, we see, I mean, mean, there's casual examples of uh, my niece, for instance, plays competitive softball, and she's a freshman in high school, but she's recruited by schools all across the nation, and she's really good, and uh, we have softball at college I work for, and so uh, my brother-in-law, my, my wife was telling me, my brother-in-law said that, well, she's not going to go there, and they're going to go to community college, she's going to go to a real college to play softball, and so I couldn't help myself, I immediately had to call him and, uh, and get this straightened out, because that, and he didn't go to college at all, and that's still a stigma he has, even though he didn't go to real college, in his opinion. Um, and so I see that. We see that with, with students on campus. They'll say, well, if we can't get into uh, you know, the four-year institution, then we might go to the community college. And I Really, we just see it kind of as a general conversation piece with, with students on campus sometimes or uh, people in the community that, that don't really understand what community colleges do. And that is not that much different from what four years ago school to do as far as what they're looking for. Um, you know, but we have, uh, uh, with some, with some colleagues in the state, uh, we were some four year colleagues and one of them made a comment a couple of weeks ago, uh, said, well, don't you want to be a four year college someday? And it's like, no, we're, we're a community college and there's, there's some mission there and there's specific, we're not a, it's not a step up. And that's why I really hate the term junior college because mm-hmm. people associate as being kind of a second class or a lower tier. And it's really not that way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we just see it on a, on a really sort of day-to-day basis, just in general conversation of how people feel about it. I, I, I did have some, some friends over for a, a card game one night and the, we were talking about me and, and whether, uh, you know, my career and where I'd work in the future and mm-hmm. how things would go. And, and that's what one of my, one of my buddies there said, well, you know, you, you just, it's just a community college you work for, you know, won't you want to work for a, a regular college? And I was just like, dude, I mean, <laughs> you right. don't get it. You know, and he's a, he's a local industry leader. And, and that's, it's unfortunate that that perception is out there, but yeah, we see it. We just see it, seem to see it all the time. Just in general, it's just kind of underlying, culture yeah. that uh, is, is uh, pervasive. I, I think your experience is repeated at card tables and family gatherings all <laughs> over the country. And I, I, I want to yeah. call out a couple things that you said that I think are really important. When, when you were talking about the conversation about softball, you use the word immediately uh, in terms of uh, getting back in with somebody. I think we have to politely, but immediately in real time say, no, we are real college. Um, and, and so I'm glad you did that. And, uh, it's interesting also to talk about the folks in, in business and industry. We work so closely with them that we hope that they get it. So one of the things we're trying to do is, is, is make sure that they get it. So, you know, you're obviously, you work at a community college. Now you are, you have just been named president of another great community college. Um, what makes you proud to do this work, Joe? Uh, really, it, it, it's the impact I think that I see on students, and it's such a variety 
um, you know, when I went to college, again, I, I love the, the university I went to. I applied to one college and uh, never visited until I started classes, which is a mistake. I don't recommend that. But, um, you know, I, I saw all students around me, they had cars and they had parents that came to things. And I didn't have those things. Mm-hmm. I had a single parent at home that was working two jobs to, to help me go to college and taking out debt for me. And I didn't have a vehicle and I just, I didn't see any students like me. Mm-hmm. And once I started working at community college, I really got to see a wide range. You can see students that are, are, don't struggle with money and, and aren't, you know, their parents are very supportive to those that really have nothing. I mean, this is that Pell Grant they get, maybe all they have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just really, uh, the impact just, it has a huge impact on me. And one of the things I get to do at my current institution is, uh, I get the pleasure of reading the names of graduates right before they walk across the stage. Oh, that isn't that the that best job? Man. Being being the nomenclator, it. it's it's best job at commencement, hands down. <laughs> Very it's cool. So good, and and I get to I get to be like the last. I tell you, I'm the last person you so you know interact with right before you cross that stage, and, and uh, just to see the pride and to see the extensive accomplishment on their faces, and you know I I, I see you know, like 45 year old single mom, never went to college. She gets this done, and she actually, the one I'm thinking of specifically, doesn't actually want to use her degree. She's not going to go and get a job with it or transfer, but it was something she always wanted to accomplish and mm-hmm. never could. Mm-hmm. And and now she did, and she walks across that stage proud, her head held high, and, I mean, it just gets me. It gets me every time. I I just I love seeing that and just that impact. But you get to see a daily impact at community colleges and, and uh, the, just the difference it makes in people's lives. I think that's really the – that's really the – the biggest thing that makes me proud to work for a community college and be a part of this. And I don't see myself working for any other sector of higher education in my career. I mean, this is, this is where I want to be. I feel like this is where I, uh, I get to help students. that are just like me. And if it wasn't for the support that I got, uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I, I want to be that uh, for others. Amen. And what, what a great lens to have from the president's office. So hats off to your new board uh, and the community that selected you to be president there. And just another little aside about commencement, you're moving from the number one job to the number two job because being being the president at commencement is pretty cool too. It's really great. Awesome. It is, it is. But um, I, I loved being a faculty nomenclator back in the day. So look, Joe, you um, you know, you have probably already been in this position, and you will certainly be in this position as as a college president. But imagine for a moment that you have an assembled group of folks who might not know too much about community colleges, and maybe even have some of that misconception or stigma floating around in their head. And you have an opportunity to deliver kind of an argument about uh, why community colleges are a great option. What would you tell that group? Well. I would, I would remind them of the quality of the education, the high quality education that, that we have in the workforce training, uh, and about the affordable cost of it. Those are kind of the, the keys there. What I, what I see is when I talk to students coming to campus and visiting is that, you know, don't let anybody tell you this isn't a real college. We are accredited by the same agencies that accredit the four-year colleges. Our faculty are just as qualified as the four-year colleges. Uh, there's, there's no difference in that quality of education you're going to find. In fact, I would argue it's even better quality because it's more intimate. It's a little smaller classes. You get to get to know your faculty a little better, um, you know, and that stuff's really important. So I really feel like, you know, to keep those education costs low, I give them a little background on myself and how much student loan debt I have and that I will probably never pay that off. I mean, I'm never, I don't think I'll live long enough to get all that paid off. And that's part of the problem. If I would have 
been uh, made better choices in my community college, my education, I wouldn't have so much debt. And so that that really seems to resonate with people really well. And I try to try to give that impact. But I, I encourage them to look around. We I currently reside in a city of about twenty thousand people, and you cannot go anywhere in this town without finding someone who went to college at the community college in town. You can't find it. They may have one right. class, they may have got their degree, whatever it is, but they are all around us. And so, you know, it it, it is the impact is felt uh, community wide and beyond. I remember when uh, my wife and I went to to have our our son uh, at the hospital. We went, we were out of town, it's about twenty miles away, and every nurse in that hospital uh, graduated at the community college I worked for. And it was like this is great, you know, you get to see this the surrounding us. And so I think that I encourage people to not only appreciate the value, the affordability, the access, but also appreciate the impact it has on your community. It's not just a, a separate few buildings on the other side of town. This is, uh, this is a part of the community. That word community in the college is extremely important. And uh, I think they, they tend to realize that, you know, once you kind of open their mind up to that a little bit, cause they all know somebody who's, who's gone here. In fact, they've probably gone there. So, uh, you know, they really, really can see how it's, it's real in people's lives. Now, that's a fantastic observation because I think most of us who work in community colleges, we move in those pockets where there maybe is less or no stigma. One of them is a hospital usually because we train all those ADN nurses. And, <laughs> and um, yeah. well, for me, it's a dentist office too. Uh, but at, at any rate, I, I think one of the things that uh, you were saying there that I think we should all pay attention to is we have this great resource in our communities in the form of our graduates, in the form of right. our alumni, the folks who, even if they only took a few classes. So one of the things that I think we can all do is encourage those folks to list their community college on their LinkedIn profile, to put it on their CV or their resume and and tell great stories. That certainly happens when you go to the hospital, doesn't it? Absolutely. Joe, this is a great conversation. I appreciate you uh, joining in and all the best in your new presidency. I will tell you that um, as a relatively recent uh, community college president, that first year is really special. You're going to get to meet and work with phenomenal people. And um, thanks for taking on this work. It's It's a really cool job and a very important job. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. And I appreciate this opportunity and and just any part I can play in, in the helping end the community college stigma and, and being a part of your movement, I just really appreciate the work you're doing. Go be an awesome president at Miner- Mineral Area. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Thank you. So, Katie, thanks for talking to me. You're a community college student. What are you studying? Uh, business and accounting. Right. And you are going to be transferring to a university soon because you're graduating this semester. Congratulations. Thanks. Cool. So um, what do you like about being a community college student? Um, I like the togetherness. It's it's more like a community, the resources that you guys have mm-hmm. um, for a community college is, is great. Like you guys have a career closet and and a great food pantry and and the I love the lower like the small classes is mm-hmm. really personalized and the professors really have like a lot of extra time to talk to you if you have any question like if you can go talk to them like in their office or stuff like that that's perfect so that's been helpful for you while you're a student yes great so you know you're a community college student have you heard people say anything negative or bad about community colleges um, I do hear that their ratings, like there's some people that talk about like Ivy League colleges mm-hmm. and that 
they kind of downgrade like a degree from a community college compared to a university, but they both have the same accreditation. So um, around here, I hear a lot of like talk about UT compared to Owens. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, they're just more expensive. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're pretty informed, you know, because you're right. The accreditation is, is very similar, if not the same. So if you had a bunch of folks who were thinking about going to college and, and uh, you had a chance to tell them about community colleges, what would you say to them? Um, I would tell them definitely go to a community college. Um, it saves you money and the it's like more personalized. So... And there's a lot more resources that you can get from a community college than uh, from a university. And also, they um, they help you go to a university. Like, like I'm about to go to a university. So. That's right. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, Katie, thank you so much for talking to me. I look forward to seeing you at commencement. I'll be the guy in the big red robe. All right. All right. Thanks, Katie. No problem. Yeah, bye. Bye. Well, I'm pretty excited to be talking to Doug Peacock, who's at Wayne State University. It'll probably come up in the conversation, but Wayne State University is an important college in my childhood and history. But Doug is uh, the program coordinator for Wayne Advantage, and he's been following this uh, Twitter hashtag NCC Stigma campaign on Twitter. Doug, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. It's great. So I tell you what, why don't you tell me why this social media campaign matters to you? You do transfer work with community college students at a public research urban university. Why do you care about this? It's pretty awesome that you're dialed in. Um, well, so it's it's been very interesting to me to actually put a name on this. Um, I've been working with transfer students for, for a long time now, for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um I'm always, and I'm always going to advocate for the two-year schools. Um, sadly, I've been told by people before, I've been, as much as I advocate for transfer students and transferring more credits, um, you know, I've been told before that I'm giving away the college degree. I had someone tell me one time that um, I was giving away college degrees out of the back of my car. What? So No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. I'm not gonna. Was, I'm not gonna make you name names. But what kind of person would tell you that, and why? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's just something that resonated with me a long time ago. Um. And then it's just yeah. It was a very out of the back of your car. Out of the back of the truck of my car. It was a building articulation. It was old and building. So um. So it it, it it's there. It's mm-hmm. real. So it's neat what you're doing and putting a name on this. Well, it has. It certainly. It certainly has a name. Yeah. So, so why don't you talk to me a little bit about the program you run? You run a program called Wayne Advantage at a public urban research university. Tell us about it. Yep. Yep. So I run a program called Wayne Advantage Macomb. We work with one of our largest feeders, um, two-year schools in the area. Mm-hmm. Big, and big college. We- Macomb is a is a large community college. Very large. Two large campuses. Um, right in our backyard. Um, it's a great partnership. We have campuses right near there. So it's just, it's a good partnership. So this thing really makes sense. Um, but to the simplest item for Wayne advantage, it's a single admissions dual enrollment program. So a student can be admitted out of high school and, uh, opt into this Wayne advantage program mm-hmm. and take all the, take all their classes at Macomb community college for the first two can, years. Right. Yep. Yep. We're really as long as they want. Um, some of our 
programs take up the three years worth of credit. So, okay. um, yeah, so however they want to do it. Um, and then it's also for the current Wayne State student that may have started at Wayne State, you know, decide that they're maybe that FIDIAC scholarship isn't as big as they thought or making as much, um, saving as much money as they could at a community college. So we'll let our Wayne students back, go back to the teacher school, either go back there full time or mix up their enrollment between the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a question for you that because, because I, um, I helped build some programs like that in Michigan. We have what we call our express programs at Owens. But um, I think a lot of people think there's all kinds of technical behind-the-scenes work for a dual admission program. What's it like for your um, uh, Wayne Advantage Macomb students? I mean, how hard is it to get involved in that? Um, for the students, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the easiest thing. That, that, um, that isn't it? Is it's it's a lot easier than you think. So, so from a student's perspective, talk to me about how that happens. So basically, all they have to do is be an admitted Wayne State student. Okay, and and then have a um, an application on file at Macomb Community College, mm-hmm. and at that point, they basically go onto my Wayne Advantage website enter their Macomb student number mm-hmm. and click a button that they're agreeing to be in this program. And, uh, that puts them in the program. So uh, we've scaled it down. We made it very easy. They can do it through their application to Wayne state. Um, they just got to have an application on file, be admitted to Wayne and that app on file at Macomb. Now here's a question I get asked. Uh, and I was asked by one of our trustees at our college. So, Coming from the perspective of the four-year destination transfer partner from Wayne, what's, yeah. what is Wayne's view of these Macomb transfer students? Do you see this as uh, a competition, a threat, or a pipeline? No, absolutely not. We see this as a true partnership. A partnership. Between our two schools. Talk to me yeah. about that. And, you know, at Wayne, we are all about retention and keeping our students. We're increasing our retention rates. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we hired, uh, I think, 45 new academic, no cool that, 45 new academic advisors. Okay, great. So you have those All, wraparound services to keep students progressing. Yep. yep. But this, this program, it, you know, it saves us money, but it also adds the flexibility of a student. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you're basically opening up the books of two schools registrations two schools classes so it often basically it creates more class offerings for that student so I, I see this as a big tool for academic advising yeah um as a tool that they can use so maybe if the class is filled up we can pop them in the wayne advantage macomb they can go take that class at macomb community college so one um, thing one thing i hear you saying that that i try to get through uh to people is that I think we're in a new space between four-year and two-year institutions where we're not competing over the same group of students. We are of a limited slice of pie. We're trying to grow the pie. We're trying to get more students coming to college, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, and, so, and I think I, I think you most schools will say that they're transfer-friendly, mm-hmm. but from my experience, I want to see something you're doing to be more transfer-friendly than you know, just saying you accept up to a certain amount of credits. What right. are you doing to be transfer friendly? So I love seeing programs like this, and that's one of the reasons that I was excited to 
kind of work with Wayne State and Macomb on this program. Right, right. So so in, in uh, Wayne Advantage Macomb, I'm imagining you have an MOU or some kind of a curriculum map where these students who are taking the classes at Macomb, there's a guaranteed transfer component, right? Yeah, there's a guaranteed transfer component where you work with your advisor at both schools. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing our best to train our Wayne State advisors on the Macomb courses. Okay. And the Macomb advisors are really good with putting them on the associate plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I come in and come together when the student opts in the program and their first semester, I'll go through their classes yep. and in certain areas and make sure that they transfer incorrectly. Our big thing in Michigan is the Michigan transfer agreement. Exactly. So yeah, go, I know about it. Yeah, so we'll go through all the students that are in Wayne Advantage and make sure they have that MTA. Mm-hmm. So we do have we do have 390 programs and over 200 advisors at Wayne State. So right. um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of programs and a lot of credits. Well, as you and I are talking, one of the things that you know, when I talk to parents, when I talk to guidance counselors, when I talk to you know high school principals, I think some of them are not aware of the high degree of alignment and some of the specific agreements that two-year and four-year colleges have. So, you know, in, in Southeast Michigan, you have built this great pathway for two-year college students to achieve junior status at Wayne, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. They can even really senior and we have built programs that transfer in up to 90 credits. Really? Well, that's, that's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. That's yeah. great. Well, and when those th- programs are based on associate degree. So we want the students to get that associate degree. Yeah. And so tell me about, this is a little sort of geeky enrollment management stuff, but th- so that <laughs> associate degree does, do you have a reverse transfer component back to Macomb so that they get credit for that associates or is that uh, something that, that, uh, that, that Wayne transcripts? Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, with Wayne advantage, the classes from Macomb automatically come over to Wayne state. Okay. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, I feel it's like reinvented transferring. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, we're taking the Wayne State classes at the end of the semester and they'll transfer automatically back to Macomb for reverse transfer. Well, that's, that's excellent. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, I, I think I emailed you or, or direct messaged you. Um, I spent a lot of time at Wayne when I was a kid. My dad was an adjunct professor and later in life he was dean of the law school and You've got a great public research uh, university in a city that's that's doing great stuff. So, uh, thanks thanks for doing great things in Detroit. Yeah, no, we're 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 keep on going. Yeah, a lot right. Going on at Wayne State, so it's an exciting time to be there. It is, yeah. So I tell you what. So if you had, and you probably are in this situation because you administer this uh, this uh, Wayne Advantage Macomb program. If you had a room full of parents and a room full of prospective students who, you know, were shopping around for what their options are in post-secondary ed, what would be your best argument for starting at the two-year college? Uh, it's a good question because it's something I run into almost daily and weekly because I, I meet with students that are considering transferring either or there's they're right. They're in the decision mode of starting at the four-year school, school or starting at the two-year school. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll have them come in with their bill from Wayne State and ah. let's look at their bill and let's look at the bottom line. And <laughs> it's it's usually a pretty sell at that point where we can get say, 
you'll just say, for example, the freshman student coming in, um, they worked hard in high school. They did well. Maybe they got some scholarship money, little scholarship money. It's great that they've got a scholarship, but usually going to a two-year school is going to be a better scholarship than I can offer you besides a full ride. And right. I'll be honest with you, full, full rides, big scholarships, they're hard to come by. So this is a better scholarship than I can really offer you. Right. And you can, with your, with your program, you can tell them, look, this is, you're, you're on the path to a four-year degree. Yep. Yep. As long as you're state enrolled at Macomb, you are considered a Wayne State student. So you stay in our system, you keep access to Wayne State, and you can live on campus and take all your classes at Macomb if you want to. That's, that's really, really cool. You know, I didn't even think about asking you this question, but um, I'm putting you on the spot. You're in, front, you're in Detroit. American or Lafayette, Coney Islands? What are you? <laughs> you, you can only be one or the other. You know, the last time I went there, yeah. I went to both. What? And, <laughs> I had to just, we had to try, we had to walk from one to the other one. I, I, I guess I'd say American was better. I okay. Like, but... All right. That's, uh, that's okay. So American, you can't be, you can't be one or the other. Well, look, Doug, this was a great conversation, a, a trip down memory lane for me because of your Detroit connection. But I want to thank you for building great transfer pipelines for students from two-year colleges to four-year colleges. One of the things that people don't know is that we work together really well and our four-year partners want our students because they transfer at higher rates and they complete uh, with higher grade point averages. So thanks for what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for this new campaign. I'll continue to follow you. And um, it's exciting what you're doing down there at Owen. Yeah, well, let's get you some more students in Detroit. <laughs> we, we appreciate that. All right, great. Well, I'm really happy to be joined by my friend and colleague and fellow Aspen fellow, Andy Bound, who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Ivy Tech Community College. Andy, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing? Are you having fun with these podcasts? I am having a lot of fun, and you and I are going to have some fun because I know you've got some great stories to tell. I just know. (laughs) So, look, we've connected uh, over the the past little while about this issue of community college stigma. And so I'm interested, what is it about this topic, about the issue of misconceptions about community colleges that resonates with you? You know, I th- I think it's just it's just that it's this this um, misperception misconception of 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 what we are as uh, part of the higher ed community that you know there's this sense among some um, that probably isn't well founded anymore um, that you know we're kind of the plan B option or, or in, and I, and I include, I think in this mix, both community colleges and technical colleges, um, alike, mm-hmm. um, that we kind of get thrown into this bucket of, well, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe that's not really college, um, or it's a plan B because, well, you didn't really apply yourself in, in high school. And so your options are limited. So why don't you go to the community college and figure it out? Or, or it's, um, um, or it's, or it's even our our students own perception often that, well, you know, maybe I'm not really 
college material or I like to work on my hands and there's just this um, this misconception that I think people are missing out on and making choices around um, a, a value that they don't um, that they don't appreciate mm-hmm. um, and it's about trying to you know bring an end to that misconception of, of what it is that, that we do. So, well, and you know, you yeah. used a couple of phrases I think are really, um, you know, salient and, and haven't been on the podcast yet. And that is this idea of a plan B something lesser than it's something that you would do if you can't do the other thing. Right. And then, uh, yeah. this idea of someone being college material, it, you know, almost begs this philosophical question what is college material? You know, my my, <laughs> right? my belief is college material is anybody that wants to go to college. Well, um, then, then you must you know, be a community college person. That's that's awesome. That would be my answer, I, I, too. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if you look at, you know, so much of the research that's been done and continues to be done around growth mindset. Right. Um, if, if we fundamentally believe that um and we often look at it in terms of a dichotomy and and uh, we had uh dr murphy from uh, indiana university was together with 600 of our colleagues from around the state mm-hmm. at our student success summit a little over a week ago um and and she talked about the work that she and carol dweck um right um, are, are doing around growth mindset and that it's, that it's not a, a, uh, dichotomy. It's not a choice of you either growth mindset or fixed mindset. It is, um, we all have some of that in us and it's much more of a continuum. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, it, it often the community college has been looked at as from a fixed mindset standpoint of kind of, as I started out with, well, that's not really you. So why don't you go to the community college and figure it out? Or that's where people that like to work hard go. Um, the smart people go to colleges and universities and get bachelor's degrees and beyond. And, and um, I never really have bought that. Right. Um, although my understanding of it certainly has changed in the last 15 years or so working in community college. But you know, I'm, I'm sure you see the same thing, Steve. You, you talk to parents or you talk to teachers and right. our students and, and um, uh, counselors that, you know, that, that college is about the four-year track. And, and we are very much about the four-year track, right? Mm-hmm. When you look sure. at the work that we do, um, it's both and. It's about how do you uh, get the skills so you can go get a great job and how do you get the skills that allow you to transfer successfully to a four-year school and then from there, get that great job. It's, 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 um, anyways, it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, breaking through that myth right. of, of what we are. Well, I love the way you hooked it up to growth mindset, right? Because if, if, if you understand and accept some of the findings that are coming out of mm-hmm. that great research, then I think you'd be much more, um, receptive to the idea of what community colleges are about. Uh, which is a great transition to another question I'd like to ask you. So this plan B or not college material, um, have, have you seen that uh, stigma in practice in your, in your daily life as you go through your career? Can you give an example yeah. or an anecdote of, of seeing yeah. that up close? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I've thought about this, and I'm I'm, I'm careful when I use this example because I'm going to go close to home, okay. and I'm going to talk about an extended family member, right? That okay. uh, I mean, here I am. I work in the community college, and and uh, um, a, a family member, and and um, uh, they're soon to graduate um, high school student. We're talking about the different options, and you know, you know, what about? What about the community college? What about Grand Rapids Community College? What about Ivy Tech Community College? Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, the, the response was, um, but but he needs to have a four year experience. You, you need to have that four year residential experience. Um, and you know, uh, I know that's where you work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. But look at the four-year school. That's you know those first year or first year or two is when you make your lifelong friends. And if you transfer in as a junior, if you transfer in after an associate degree, you miss that opportunity to make friends. And I was, I mean, to my own frustration, was never able to break through that, um, uh, to to break through that argument. Um, you know, and again, it's family. So you're also a little sensitive to that. Right. Um, right. But, and, and I wish I could say that the story worked out really well. Um, but it didn't. Interesting. Um, and the four year experience wasn't right. Um, and, and, you know, I wish I could say, well, if he'd come to the community college, you'd be, um, it would all worked out, right? You come here two years later, poof, you got a degree. And if it's a transfer track, you transfer on to whatever the four-year schools you wanted to go to anyways. Um, I, I can't promise that that or guarantee that that would have been the case. Um, but I have a feeling it would have been a better experience, but right. again, right. I mean, so it, I, I've seen it close to home with people you'd love to be able to influence um, and wasn't able to break through that barrier of you need to have the four-year collegiate experience, residential collegiate experience, nonetheless. Well, I mean, um, that's a great that's a great example, Andy, because uh, for a couple of reasons. One is when you're having a conversation like this with somebody who does have a high degree of literacy about higher ed, and it's oh, somebody yeah. who's close to you, you're sensitive about not wanting to offend anybody, right? But, you, but you're up against some real momentum of lore, of uh, cultural mm-hmm. presuppositions. And one of the things I heard you say is that, you know, with this family member, I mean, the last thing you want to do is say, uh, told you so, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, it seems like there was such, um, such a strong preconception that uh, of course the four year right away is is what's required and you know what while yeah. you're talking i had a question for you i'm yeah. put, putting you on the spot so when you're having this conversation about forming your lifelong friends in the freshman and sophomore year of college was that your experience are your lifelong friends folks that you met uh, when you were uh 18 to 20 um i have two Two. Of my friends, right? Two. Two of out your of, friends, not two out well, of. I have three total in life. One's my <laughs> wife, but other than that, <laughs> so sixty-seven percent of my friends, if you use whole, you know, percentages, um, are no, no. Um, I mean, all all seriousness. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I've made friends throughout my life, right? Um, right. That are 
um, you know, friends from childhood, friends from um, friends from my college experience. Yeah, um, I was a transfer student, right? And okay. so friends, um, you know, from the first uh, year of college and friends after that, and then friends from grad school and from my professional life and being part of community. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, do we make, uh, are we have to have made good friends? We have a common experience that, um, you know, if, if, if it's a deep friendship, it's likely to last. Right. Um, but I've, I mean, I bet we both can look back over our college experience and think about all the people that, you know, we consider to have been friends mm-hmm. um, that we haven't talked to. I mean, for me, it's 35 years. Right. Yeah. Same, same. Plus. So, so that's, that's, that's interesting. You've probably been in this last situation a bunch of times, but <laughs> imagine like you were with your family member, although yeah. uh, if you had an audience of folks who maybe harbored some misconceptions about the community college network in the United States, didn't quite know about them. What would your elevator pitch be in terms of delivering our value proposition to that audience? Yeah. And I'm going to put myself right here in in Indiana, right? So maybe just quick context and then I'll answer your question. Um, In in Indiana, um, the community college is a teenager. I mean, if you put it in human terms, Uh right? We, we, um, the, the comprehensive community college in Indiana didn't exist until 2005. And so, um, it's, it happened when the, the state general assembly, um, in essence merged together Vincennes university, um, into what with, um, what is now Ivy tech community college, Mm -hmm. the comprehensive community college. So, the technical school and the four-year institution blended together from a community standpoint to be a comprehensive community college. So the, the practical reality in Indiana is people are still learning what the community college is about. So if I were to answer that stump, yeah. uh, stump speak question, um, you know, I'd say, look, the Ivy Tech Community College is the most cost-effective, efficient solution um, for a, a student's college experience. Um, you, you can start at Ivy Tech and transfer to any one of our four-year partners in the state, any one of our public universities. You don't lose time or credits. And the bonus is you save $30,000 in the process. Sounds like you and had I'd ask, stump speech down. <laughs> and I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, it, but, but, but then I'd say, you know, did you know that Purdue, Purdue University in their own research reports that um, students who transfer from Ivy Tech to Purdue University do as well, if not better than the students who started out at Purdue. And that's not Ivy Tech research. You'd expect Ivy Tech to say that. That's Purdue's own research of their own data of their students um, those who have transferred from Ivy Tech and those who started uh, at Purdue. Um, and, and that story is true at any state university, um, and I'd say any um, private institution as well, pub, uh, private university um, in the state of Indiana as well. And that's true of, it's consistently true across the country. Um, if you're interested in getting the, the skills you need and going straight to your career, Ivy does that as well. Um, our graduates, whether on the transfer track or um, on the workforce track, um, 
They stay in the community, and 45% of our graduates one year out are earning more than the statewide average, specifically median um, income. So our students do well when they graduate. Um, you can start as a student if you've got a son or a daughter who's um, interested in transferring to a four-year school, they can transfer in a year. They can do an associate degree in our accelerator program. Um, they can do a two-year degree in 11 months. And I want to speak specifically to those who are, are, are thinking about the profession of teaching. You can, and I know several teachers um, in the area who have done the one-year accelerated program transferred on to a four-year partner, specifically Ball State, graduated with a teaching degree in three years with no debt. Well, there's, no a, debt. there's a compelling argument. I think, you know, so it, it, whether you're a bachelor's degree track or straight to career, um, I don't think there's a better way to start or restart than to do so with Ivy Tech. Well, that's fantastic, Annie, and a great Indiana-specific answer because you're right. It's a very specific context that you're talking about. Well, look, Andy, this was so wonderful to catch up with you and also to talk about this very important topic. Thank you for making some time for me, and uh, I sure wish you all the best and all the great work uh, you're doing at Ivy Tech. To you as well. Great things going on at Owens. All right. Thank you so much, Andy. Talk all to right, you later. All right, my friend. Yep. Bye now. Yep. Bye-bye. I am at the annual convention of the American Association of Community Colleges, and we've found a quiet place to do an interview with Linda Lujan, who is the president of Lamar Community College in Colorado. Linda, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with me. You are welcome. So uh, what an inspiring meeting we're at today. We've heard a lot of great stories, and uh, you and I connected on Twitter because this social media campaign to end community college stigma really resonated with you. What is it about this campaign that... Uh, connected uh, for you? Well, first of all, I'm a community college grad myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then through Life Pathways, ended up becoming an adjunct faculty member, full-time faculty member, crossed over to the dark side, became an administrator. <laughs> um, and now I'm a proud president of a great community college. And for years, beginning when I was a faculty member, um, the notion that community colleges are second choice, second class, that bugged me yeah. um, because I know the work we do. In fact, I worked for a while on a, a joint campus with Community College of Denver, Metropolitan State University, and U University of Colorado Denver. The faculty were using the same books, giving many of the same assignments. The students sometimes ping-ponged between the three institutions. There was no difference in inequality. So you had an up-close view of how similar the instruction was, how the learning outcomes were the same, the textbooks, sometimes the faculty were the same. Yes. But uh, have you encountered any examples or anecdotes of 
even though it's the same, people treat it differently or talk about community colleges differently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when I would go to meetings. I was a dean at the time, so we held joint meetings with deans from the three institutions. And they would often talk about our students as if they were less than, or they would talk about the quality. And how can we know you have the same quality? And it's like, well, look at our learning outcomes. Look at our results. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, it comes out in talking to you. uh, But what is it that makes you proud to serve a community college? You're a community college person. It's clear that that's part of your identity. It is. why are you so proud to be a community college person? So my own story, and it's no different from many of our, our student stories, I was a blue-collar kid, always wanted to go to college, had no idea how my family was going to afford it. Um, and then life happened. I got pregnant, dropped out of high school, got married, and uh, in raising a family, I was, I loved kid, our kids, but I was so jealous of my friends who'd gone on to college. And I was doing part-time minimum wage jobs, trying to supplement the family income, and I knew I could do better. And there was this community college in my neighborhood, Arapahoe Community College in Littleton, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I would drive by it as I was taking kids here and there, doing grocery shopping, and I would think, maybe someday, maybe someday. So when our youngest was old enough to go in their child development center, I thought, it's my time. I drove in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I sat there. I burst into tears. And I drove away. I thought, I can't do this. I'm too old. I, I can't learn. Um, they're going to laugh at me. Fortunately, I went back. And I found what our students find at your college, at my college, great faculty, caring advisors, support networks, and people who wanted me to succeed, and I did. I, I thrived. Um, graduated, went out into the world of work. I owe everything to community colleges. They changed my life. I could listen to stories like that every day, all day. That's so inspiring, and it's also inspiring to know that there are a lot of stories like that. Our institutions do this on a fairly regular basis, but to hear it from you, someone who has been a community college president for 10 years, right? Our institutions made a difference in your life and put you where you are. That is so cool. I've got goosebumps listening to you talk. So, um, You're probably in this situation a lot, Linda, where you get an opportunity to talk to folks who maybe don't know the power that our institutions have, the transformative uh, possibilities like your story. Imagine you had a group uh, assembled that was kind of skeptical or didn't know much about community colleges or maybe even harbored some of these stigmas. What would you tell them to, to create a more positive view of, of what community colleges are and do? So I'm a qualitative researcher, not quantitative. Mm-hmm. 
data is great, and there's a lot of good data that demonstrates our success, but I think our stories are what resonate. I just came from the Phi Theta Kappa breakfast where we recognized the All-American, All-USA team, and the New Century Scholars. In that group of students, there were young, there were old, there were all ethnicities, there were men, there were women, there was a felon, there were immigrants, there was a, a former addict, um, there were students who had come from a place of privilege, who could have gone anywhere in the country and picked a community college, just that vast spectrum of the students that we serve. And when you listen to their stories about how community colleges touched their lives, changed their lives, it, it's just impactful. Um, and I think people look at us as social workers, and maybe we are a teeny bit, but at the end of the day, we're educators. And what changed the lives of those students and all the students at your college and my college, the education they received in our environment, it, and it's the story, story after story, that just that resonates with me. So when I'm with a skeptical group, uh-huh. I talk about those students. Yeah, we have students who struggle. We have students who couldn't go anywhere but to us, and we help get them started. But we have those students who could have gone anywhere, or we have those, those students who didn't know how smart they were, how motivated they were. And we change their lives, and they all have stories. It makes you want to take them along with you, right, yes. to those meetings. Yeah, and I it do. Sounds, it I sounds do. like you do. You physically take them, but it also taking their stories. So, yes. And those wonderful stories from this morning were great for you to highlight. Oh, goosebumps, yes. Linda, thank you so much for taking some time. I know it's a busy time uh, with, here at the, at the conference, and uh, it was great to connect with you. And I, I hope to see you out there on Twitter as we... Try to change people's view about our institutions. Well, you're going to see me on Twitter, and I want my button. Oh, oh, I have it right here. Yes, <laughs> I, have a, I have a button for you. Thank you so much, right. Linda. Thanks. Well, that's it for Episode 5 of the Hashtag NCC Stigma Podcast Project. I hope you've enjoyed hearing the voices of our many allies who are working to end the stigma against community colleges through social media. If you missed the previous episodes, they can be easily found on our landing page at nccstigma.org. That's E-N-D-C-C-Stigma.org. Stay tuned for the final episode as we are producing a total of six segments with the same format throughout Community College Month. The podcast is recorded and engineered by Steve Robinson, president of Owens Community College in Ohio. My Twitter handle is at OCCPresident. The theme music is Make Your Dream Reality by Scott Holmes of scottholmesmusic.com and is licensed through Creative Commons. Until next time, please push back against inaccurate and unfair characterizations of community colleges and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Use the hashtag NCCStigma as we focus our efforts and attempt to change the conversation. Thanks for listening.